Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 Charles Schwab Challenge Picks Preview, one and done. And maybe we'll talk about some other stuff as well, like a recap of the PGA Championship. Reminder to smash the like to the episode. Give me your winner down in the comment section. Sub to Mayo Media Network. Sub to the newsletter free, where the final bets will be this week down in the description. That'll come out on Wednesday evening. And what else do we got on the go? Oh yeah, Listener's League. I don't have the link for it yet. There's only 2,000 spots this week because they were delayed in handing out the link. I still don't have it. I will add it the moment that I get it. But uh, you should go reserve your spot the moment that's available. For the podcast listeners, I really hope I get it before the podcast comes out because it's hard to update shit on Apple Podcasts. Either way, Jeff Feinberg is on the line. Big day for you, sir. You had both of the... How is it that when I bet Will Zalatoris and Luke List, they end up in a playoff together, sweat-free? You bet Justin Thomas and Will Zalatoris, and here you are, a sweat-free playoff at a major that's big. Yeah, that was enjoyable. Like, I had this quarter-second moment where maybe I was going to join my wife and, and girls to go get ice cream just as the playoff was starting. But the other part of me was like, no, it's actually perfect. They're leaving the house. We're getting extra sloppy. Um, what a just a wild day. Just a wild day. And as we sit here this morning, my main takeaways are, like, Justin this morning is a hero and you know puts himself in a in a new status and and we expect more to come but had like Mito hit the putt on 17 or not had that collapse on 18 we're talking about Justin in the exact same way we would be talking about Rory today like all those putts that they should have made that these are super elites that could have put a barracuda hold on the leader's throats as they were trying to finish but golf is a weird game and it didn't. And Justin is a, is a hero on a path to being an, an um, one of the greats of our, of our generation. I'm with you. It, it's just so weird how that can turn out. And it really looked like it was Rory who was going to do this when he was what four under through five holes. And I, I wonder if anyone had told him like, Hey, if you only need five, if you only need five, does do things turn out different because he didn't make a birdie the rest of the day but he was all over like he played like thomas yes he made the run to catch up i don't think that anyone on the course was better than rory overall couldn't have been been. every time i'm tracking rory it's another like 10 to 12 foot putt and you're like oh here it goes like you're gonna get his mo back for the back nine finish couldn't hit a single putt when justin missed that putt on 15 I was like, oh, my God, like, like, what's the matter with you? I was like, that's why I don't like betting Justin, because I need the exact same putt luck I need with Will Zalatoris, and he's 15 to 1. Hate betting super elites who need putt luck. Like, that's what I was saying as he missed his putt on um, 15, and again, it sort of came in my head on 18. Like, this is really silly, but, and it doesn't matter, it is actually gonna be the dumbest comment ever. Like Justin Thomas won a major, and I was about to say John Rom would have hit that putt on eighteen. It's, I mean, when you go back and look through the numbers, Justin Thomas was he the best in the field? He was. He was out of sec- a bad wave. He had to have been. I know guys. He, he, like he was. Kansas- he was second best in the field on the greens behind Lucas Herbert. He was outstanding. 
He's outstanding. His round Friday at morning was some of the most perfection golf I have seen. In many ways, it was like his players round. Um, what happened Saturday was really unfortunate to him. The CBS didn't even show us him. We all him go for the green in two and duff it into the trees on 13 on Saturday, which led to a bogey. Like he topped a ball that the broadcast didn't even show us. And that's when his downspin, his down spiral, like really got bad after that shot coming home on, on, on Saturday. And he was eight shots behind. Paddy was eight shots behind yesterday at one point when he made his bogey. I have a friend who doesn't bet small. This is the exact same friend who had a monster on Phil last year live. That one he made on Friday afternoon. This one he made yesterday, a hundred to one on Justin Thomas. And I bet you it was higher at one point during the day yesterday when he was a full eight back. So your friend is like the anti Tim. He's the anti Timmy. He, he's a he's a true big game hunter. Yes, no, he he is truly a big game hunter. That that's how I would describe him. Well, maybe we should take a look at Cust for a second, only because strong week for the Andercurse. Scheffler, his pick to win, misses the cut, uh, first missed cut in ages for old Scotty. And then uh, we were talking about this on the Cut Sweat Show on Friday night when he thought that Mito Pereira was Minwoo Lee. And he got them confused with one another because apparently he thought they were the same guy. And threw all of his support behind Mito. And then all day I'm getting these texts. Well, Mito looks pretty good. Mito looks pretty good. He's not going to blow it. It's like he doesn't realize as of yet that the worst possible time for the Andercurse to hit is when it's going to hit. And it happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what to say about that. Well, you should uh, thank him. Tim also predicted that the 10 underscores were a laughing stock. This thing was going to be 20 under par and, and look what, what happened. So yeah, Tim's an animal. I, I don't know. You're right. If guys knew it had to be five under Pat, I'm sure it changes a lot of mindsets. Fleetwood started with a ring of bogeys and then he went on this insane run to come home. I was so proud of that finish in that, that event for Fleetwood. And what do I say about Matthew Fitzpatrick all the time? Well, there's two things. The, the thing that we've been saying this year is essentially if that tournament was another half hour, he wins. Certainly wasn't the case. But my main Fitzpatrick point, and the fact that I can say this is kind of a compliment because he contends a lot, but every time he needs, he needs his, his game abandons him on Sundays. And it's not just like, oh, he's a bad he doesn't do this well, and he did that bad on Sundays. It's the things he does well, he doesn't even do well on Sundays when he's contending. It's so weird. His game truly on North American soil abandons him on Sundays. It's a really tough spot to think about. Like, let's say, for example, Zalatoris you know, ends up making, do you think, no, he ended up making what? Par on 18. Birdie so, 17, par 18, par 18. and he missed. A putt very similar to his putt on 17 in regulation in the second playoff hole. Sure. So the three putt. So let's just say he doesn't <sighs> he doesn't end up three putting, which was really the death knell. But he had made him making the bogey from hitting it out of bounds on that par three, like that made up for it. Will Zalatoris did not have a poor putting week. He actually, in fact, had a very good putting week. So I don't know what the fuck they were talking about the entire time. Either way, you know, he makes that. It's minus six. Thomas is out of the playoffs. Mito, you know, that ball on 17 goes an extra inch and oh. it's in the cup. He's either in the playoff or he does something different on the 18th. T. And when we think about Mito, you know, look, he brings out the three wood on 18, doesn't put it in the water. It's a completely different situation. So to say that like Fitzpatrick gags it away, he didn't play great golf, but no one really played great golf anywhere. Like the outside of Thomas, who in that final, uh, Cam, Cam Young played the best of everyone from like the final four pairings, except he couldn't make a putt. And then eventually it just turned sideways on him. But through like 13 holes, he was the one who was seemed to be as stress-free as possible. Yeah. He yawned on the first tee. Um, and they, t which is funny. Cause like a few minutes before that, they'd spoken about how his like demeanor gives you like, he's got the most stoic demeanor 
in the world. A truly great performance. I joked about Cam Young. No, it wasn't a joke to me on Sunday be, uh, or yesterday afternoon because last Sunday I was looking for Cam Young futures on a book and they didn't even have them up for the event. And then on Monday they had them at like 66 and 70 to one. They didn't even have them the day before. So I was like really ruining that and credit to the people that bet him. Do you know our boy Cammy had the uh, JT, Willie, Cam Young? Like he had this thing insanely circled. And there were a lot of us with the the JT, Wills, Alatoris like bets this week weren't like a lots of people like had those both those guys in their pack. So there are a few of us getting that um, stress free. My, I was kind of torn. My payouts were pretty similar. Willie Z, I kind of called for like, a, you know, we all kind of just called it for like a couple months in some ways. And Justin, who I often acknowledge is my least favorite of the players we consider super elites, not even skill wise, uh, that I was happy. I just had the wasn't stubborn enough to just not make the bet that felt so right to make. Pat, I got to ask you this, though, because we often talk JT like so boring, so no needles. He's obviously no one's tiger. But he's not like beloved. He's obviously younger than Rory. He's not like a golden child that will take the oxygen like Spieth. He's not like a Brooks or a Bryson that we um, gravitate to for different reasons. Can this help? Like this obviously has to help, but he's still like it doesn't probably break him through those other guys either, right? I don't think so. And just back to, to your Fitzpatrick point just for a second. Like the point I was trying to make was – and I apologize for my voice. My voice went out on the weekend, so it's not all the way back yet. I can't yell. If I try to go any higher than this, it, like, breaks up. So deal with me on this one. But Mito makes par. Zalatoris doesn't three-putt. Justin Thomas, the narrative isn't, oh, two-time major winner. What what a gutsy performance. It's guy gags away another major he should have won. And he start, we start talking about him, like, because he did it last week at the Byron Nelson. He was there to make his run. Oh, he gagged on Saturday, Sunday. This week would have been like, well, if he just had a decent Saturday, he would have won. Like, it, it's such a finite difference that when you're talking about Fitzpatrick, like, you're dealing with one isolated outcome, right? And that's the only one that we ever get to see. But, you know, if you play like the multiverse of golf, how many times does Fitzpatrick actually win on Sunday this time around? Like it's you only get to see it so often that, you know, labeling him a choker. He's still a young guy. Yeah, as no, well. I didn't. I, I'm not even there with the choker. I just his game. The things he does best abandon him on Sundays when he's contending. So, like his strengths are no longer his strengths and his weaknesses remain. That is sort of just my point. Now, he was part of a group of, I love chasing like first time major winner in that like 30 to 60 range. Like I, oh, it's like my fetish to like try to pick out that guy. And he was that like, we spoke about him last week. He was part of that with Willie and Burns and Neiman. And, and you know, he was part of that group that I was swimming around in that range. I did not um, have him, but no, I'm not there to say he's a choker. And the fact that he contends, you know, like, yeah, golf is a very awkward thing. Like, contending is hard. Fitzpatrick beat 150 guys this week. You know, we look at it almost from, like, as when we had Schefter, I said, yeah, it's, like, so weird, like, when you're from, like, a team sport where it's, like, win or lose. But golf is, like, is different where it's, like, no, you beat 152 guys this week. You got more FedEx Cup points than 152 guys this week. You won more money than 152 guys this week. Like, you did great. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Like, it just, it's, I don't know, feel bad for Matthew Fitzpatrick is all I'm saying. Because it seemed like, it was it weird that they weren't showing Justin Thomas shots down the stretch either? Wasn't that bizarre? There were so many commercials. It almost made you appreciate the Masters. They were so long. They weren't even short commercials. Not even all of them had the playthrough. It was a tough. It was a tough watch. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to remember what they didn't show us, but I can't. They showed like him and Rory. We'd see them lining up 10, 12 footers, and Rory couldn't make it. They both shot. Well, no, I guess Rory bogeyed at the end. It didn't didn't matter. But nonetheless, yeah, it's just so weird. Like I'm happy. Like. I want to bet. That's great. 
but like JT this morning is a generational talent when it's like literally a nose hair from he's just, I don't want to say choker, but like him and Rory gagged it again, like can't hit 12 foot putts on the back nine Sunday to do what needs to be done. Completely we- agree. Like it's that big of a difference. Anyway, did you like the Neiman commentary? Cause I saw Loved people, com- I, I really liked it, but I saw people complaining about it. I thought that was the perfect use to bring in a player because what I don't like is when there's actual golf going on and it's like, Oh, Joaquin Neiman, tell us about your round. And they show his shots. Like, no, I don't want to see his fucking shots. I want to see the shots that are going on. Like having someone who was just out there commentate on what is happening. Now I know that obviously he was rooting for Mito the entire time. That was pretty clear. Uh, they even explicitly said it. So I don't mind that, but I thought it was really good insight. I thought it was fantastic. We get mad at CBS a lot, and they, the people who sort of understand CBS's strategy, come back to us and say, you don't understand. They're like, their television strategy is storytelling. And, and we get that a lot. And I think that was the best use of it ever. You had his best friend, but you were also showing shots. We weren't just showing Mito shots. I remember seeing Will Zalatoris shots and Cam Young shots, and all the pertinent shots were still being shown in that interview. And their ability, A, because most people have never, like, most people don't even know who Mito Pereira is. So it's an opportunity to get to know him a little through one of his friends. I think talking about the vibes in his house, in the house last night with Neiman, were outstanding. I thought the tidbit that, like, he's kind of homeless at the moment. He sends, like, anytime he wins a trophy, like, he sends all his corn fairy trophies to Neiman's house for storage. Like, I ate that up. Had they not also had a camera on golf, I would have probably been frustrated, not have enjoyed it so much. But I thought that was outstanding work. And great point to you. No one cares about your round today, Neiman. Like, we didn't need to know anything. They did that perfection. I, I, I rarely credit when credit is due, and they're getting it from me on that one. What did you think of the course? I thought Southern Hills was great. I liked the way that this played out. It was tough i mean you were pretty upset on the friday show about the am pm wave and how i was just one- upset like it just it was unfortunate that when we were doing the cuts with there wasn't a drop of wind that happens that's golf we see that every week a major or other it just seemed like those guys got it so hard these guys are gonna get nothing uh it doesn't matter guy from the hard wave won anyway it was but he was like the only guy of the hard wave that was up there which is kind of funny uh, the course, I, I again, as I've spoken about the last few weeks, I've uh, continued my mea culpa on what this championship has become. I think its greatest asset is still the schedule change. When you get to be second and not last, when you have those three other majors before, it doesn't feel like, oh, like, oh, we've seen, like, it just, that helps. The course selection, it's just been outstanding. The setup was great. Uh, the credentials process was outstanding. So you have to tip your hat once again, the PGA of America bang on. And where are we going next year? You think I should know that you think I know that they have them booked for like a decade plus probably. I I actually don't know where they're at next year. I remember seeing it yesterday because they advertised it. Now I feel so silly. Another gem. Is that that's where Duffner won, right? I believe so. Another treasure of American golf. So great, great choice. Were you impressed with your pal Ricky that he didn't just completely collapse? He actually made, is this now his thing? He's like a PGA championship specialist where he can come inside, where he can make the cut there at least. I'm an apologist in many ways for Ricky, but yeah, yeah, I was thrilled for Ricky. And I know they're on different planes and I mentioned it even earlier, but like I was thrilled for Ricky. I, again, I'm an apologist because I just like them. So I'll glad hand maybe something that's not good enough for you, but like Tommy Fleetwood's performance from the difficult wave, the Prince of Shinnecock as our boy, Andy Lack refers to him. Oh, if only, if only Shinnecock, um, I like melted for, for, for him and, and his week. So yeah, it was a great vibes all around. I enjoyed this championship greatly. I'll probably look to go into that Southern Hills merch shop this week was things go on sale that they didn't sell. I saw you were little... I saw you were fighting on Twitter with someone about how it was too hard and they wanted the course to be much easier. That was a fun argument. That was stupid. Yeah, I didn't really understand that. Um, a for anyone, 
I really liked the people, Pat, who responded to me glad handing the PGA in their course and their setup and some other things from last week with like not. I appreciated the ones that knew what I was doing because I'm not well and I can't help myself. But there are others that like really turn that into like debating the event. But yeah, I don't know. One guy like it was a one of a hundred. Like a guy doesn't like watching the hard golf. Enjoyed the Byron Nelson more. Like, I don't know. I, I have nothing to say to that. There's a reason we don't play major championships at, at uh, what does Rom call them? Uh, goddamn putting contests. Well, maybe they like, can don't do- get me wrong. Phoenix is fun. Like there are holes that are fun. He's like, the only entertaining part of the day was when JT, like when guys drive the 17th green. Like, I don't know. We have different, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I always find harder to golf to be more entertaining. Golf. 100%. Only because it's not like, oh, man, if he doesn't put it to four feet, then he's absolutely cooked. No, like, stuff can happen in front of you. If you, you get rewarded so much for good shots. That's why they host major championships at hard courses. Bad shots result in ultimate penalties, and great shots get rewarded, and huge swings can happen. That's what we want, isn't it? Yeah, I want to see them battling for par. Like, I, ha- I think that is the true... The true test. I don't think boat races. Um, I, I yeah, I like when the field is is uh, neutralized by talent. We'll put it that way. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't know. Weird, weird week. Cantley again, right? That'll be a talking point. <laughs> I think I bet him. So you know, whatever. It's, it's easy to laugh at when you hit the winner. I don't know what to make of that, though. That's so weird. And now it's like going to be a full blown thing going going forward. Like, I find it hard to believe. A guy that like can win twice at Memorial and be great in the FedEx Cup, like can't handle a major championship setup. I can't I, I just can't get there mentally. It, it just seems really bizarre. Maybe he's in his own head about it. Who knows? Like, I, I actually have no idea. The only one that I can really remember of him having a good major was when he made that run at the Tiger Masters. And by the time all the leaders finally got to the same hole as him, they were way ahead of him. Yeah, that was one tease. That was like his second Masters. You're right. That's the only that's the only one. The U.S. Open, I don't know, but every profile long be long and straight par 70, par 71. I don't know Well, we will see. And if you told me Cam Smith was going to lead the field tee to green, I might have put like mortgage payments on him to win the tournament. And it's fun. That's how crazy golf is, right? Like how on earth was he nowhere near it? I, I said he wasn't horrible, but wow. Wow. Silly game. Funny sport. Yeah. He ended up coming T13 lost almost four strokes putting. I think he and Spieth. There was someone else as well. They, I think inside, it was either 10 or 15 feet. They missed 15 putts or something crazy like that. I think it was inside 10 feet. They each missed 15 putts. Like, that's outrageous. Wild. Also, I always really enjoy Hatton. I think he's, like, charming and awkward. But he's, like, now potentially leaving that zone for me, Pat, and entering this, like, Billy Horschel territory, which... Isn't good. Why? What's wrong? What what do you got against Billy Horschel? I can't. I can't. I I don't not like anyone anymore. Um, As much as like, I got to live the gimmick on a couple of them. He's truly one that like when he comes across the TV, it's like, I I cannot for, I don't know. I can't stand him. Can't stand him. If the, the problem is, like, they're not, CBS isn't doing him any sort of services. The only time that he gets to be on TV is when he's, he's acting a fool. Yeah. The self talk. Uh, yeah, you're right. And it's not like, you know, I haven't said things to myself on a golf course before. Um, and he keeps it real. He doesn't hold it in. Like, there's parts of it I I respect. I don't know. I just have a blockade on the guy. Like, nah, nah. So I don't want to see Hatton, at least in my mind, get there. For a lot of people, Hatton is probably already, like, way worse than, than Horschel um, but by a definitive gap. Um, but I'm not there yet. But... Yeah, Hatton, come on, man. All right. Um, anything else on the PGA Championship? I'm trying to think. 
Did you? Uh, I was watching the Will Zalatoris drop without sound on, and apparently it didn't make much of a difference as no one could figure out what was going on. He could have fought a little bit harder for a free drop, I feel like. You wish he had a little Phil Bryson Spieth Reed in him. Um, incredible. The the four and the three that he made on those front nine par five, par threes would have been everything had he been able to pull it off. Oh, Willie, why? How many withdrawals are you expecting? Ooh, I don't know. I think that people are just going to play. Like, it's not that far for one thing. I haven't thing. played like, a lot of golf either, most of these guys. No, like Thomas is in the field. Do you want to get to the Charles Schwab? Yeah, I'm sure we're like omitting something like that's important to some people, but I I don't uh, I don't know. I right, can't well, remember. Want to change your career? There's never been a better time to become a programmer, and with Codecademy, you can learn to code on your own terms. Over 50 million people already know that Codecademy is the best way to learn code. That's because Codecademy not only teaches you job-ready coding skills, but also helps you build unique projects for your portfolio, earn certificates, and even prep for technical interviews. You can learn at your own pace and get qualified for in-demand jobs. Choose what to learn, from building basic websites to artificial intelligence and everything else you could want. No matter what your experience level, you'll be writing real working code in minutes, learning languages including Python, HTML, CSS, SQL, JavaScript, and more. And if you're not sure to where to begin, Codecademy will point you in the right direction. Join over the 50 million people learning to code with Codecademy and see where coding can take you. Get 15% off your Codecademy Pro membership when you go to Codecademy.com and use promo code PAT. That's promo code PAT at Codecademy.com to get 15% off Codecademy Pro, the best way to learn code. C-O-D-E-C-A-D-E-M-Y.com, promo code PAT. Colonial CC is the home of the Charles Schwab Invitational. It's just over 7,200 yards. It's a par 70. However, most of the distance is baked into the par threes and one of the par fives, which is a three-shot par five. So realistically, like when you look at it, it's a bunch of short par fours. That's what this course is. Anyone in the field is basically live to win. It's not necessarily a putting contest because there are some, I mean, you're going to have to putt well if you want to end up winning, but you can see almost any sort of skill set come out of anywhere like who can heat up with their irons who can make the putts it's one of those tournaments like do you remember what was it the kevin na tony finau kind of duel i don't think you ever saw a final group even last year with like coke rack and spieth as the final two guys going off like you just get weird mixes of players at this course contending for titles as you run through those i've had some pretty good luck here in yeah. in recent years um yeah, always an eclectic sort of group. This is a great course. Even if it wasn't after, this course always brings out the fields. Texas might do that, I guess, but this course always brings out um, a great field. I always just have the debate of there's just so many great players here, Pat. It's almost the same thing as Byron Nelson. It's like there's so many great players here this week. One or two of them like have to still like have their A game. And, and KH nipped a couple. He nipped a handful of them. Uh, Hideki and JT at the uh, at the finish line. So I'm sort of in that, as I haven't looked through this a ton off the major, that's still sort of where my, my head is. Like, there's just too many good players here that I'm resisting and, and, and probably thinking too far will win. Like, even looking, like, just to go back and look at the past champions here, it's... Not what you would think for a course like this. You would think it would be like, oh, there's probably like a bunch of long shots and end up winning. Da, 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 da. It's like now, Kokrak, Berger, Nah, Rose, Kisner, Spieth, Kirk. This is the side of Chris Kirk's win, 2015. But like, those are usually some, I mean, I think we hit Nah at 60 yeah, in 2019. But he, I mean, there's a reason, like, I think that was like a community win. We all felt like that was just way too low for Kevin Nah at this event. Kokrak, I think was like 35 to one, something crazy Thank like you. that. Uh, despite being one of the better players in the field, he may have been longer. Berger, that was the first event at a COVID when he won, and Xander missed that little short putt, and Berger ends up winning. It was Berger, Xander, and Morikawa all at the end. Bryson was up there as well, I think. So it, it's been good the entire time. So 
the the problem is like this field like you mentioned is pretty deep that you can kind of cherry pick all the way down to like the 60 70 to one range again and find some names that you like uh certainly and i don't want to put the cart before the horse because we'll get to other names first but i was pretty attracted to some guys in the uh, 40 to 60 range already Good news. I just got an email that the Listener's League link is available. So everyone just go to the description, play in the Listener's League, three max entry. Only 2,000 spots because it was a bit later in the week, so I thought we'd get to that Oh, right now if we go do it. Let's fill that up. Um, sorry it's so small this week. It just I didn't do the research show, so you, know, you get put behind the eight ball, and I don't want to have a Listener's League that I have to like work to fill. 2,000 will be fine for this week. We'll make it bigger for next week as long as it fills. By the way, Justin Thomas is the betting favorite. He's 8-1. to one. Scotty Scheffler is 10-1. to one. Crazy that Scotty is now just back down to not being the favorite in a field of a non-major. He's behind Thomas again. Spieth is 12. Morikawa is 12. Then it drops to Zalatoris, Hovland, both at 20. Homa at 25, and that's it. Below 30-1. to one. I thought it was kind of strange to see four guys 12-1 to one or worse. You got to feel like that changes throughout the week, right? You would certainly think that has to change. And noted, you know, just, you know, some places, DraftKings always likes to start slow at the top, but they give you the nice bones farther down the board. And they sort of, water finds its level at the top as we get uh, sort of into this week. But we don't see that very often. Four guys under 12 to one at a course that is easy to score at, despite the fact that guys have been winners. Um can I, my question, the thing that caught my eye the most, Pat, out of everything you just said here was the very back. Max Homa coming in this low. I, I, I didn't win money on Max Homa. I don't think I've ever won money on Max Homa. I'm actually still mad that he beat Fino in that playoff at Riv, despite missing a two-footer to get us there. But I love Max Homa. I think personality shows how great it is. Said all that, I'm a Homa fan. I'm like not here with this number. Like, I'm not here. I, he has the win, so I guess we could say that. He's 25, and Sam Burns is 35? That's crazy to me. Um, going to the very top, I I don't want to... I might If I don't bet near the top, I might have a very low investment this week because I honestly think Justin's going to win again. And it's easy to say the morning after. Um but who was it? I wish I, had, I should have been more prepared. <coughs> Andy Lack had a tweet about what Justin Thomas did last time. Like when he wins, he's one of these guys that gets hurricaned or gets you know, like, a, like a freight train. So I don't know. It could be just a volcano. He was between the longest amount of starts since his first win. There was the, his drought was the longest it's ever been between starts uh, for wins. It was that last year's players. Feels like there's a volcano of wins like, about to burst on us so my first thoughts is maybe i want to bet justin and i wish willie withdraws because i don't want to be tempted to bet him we might have learned our lesson at byron that willie is best at the hardest venue you'd ra- i don't know what numbers we're going to get in the future they're not going to be kind we lost our chance at hitting willie at 50 in a major but i don't know maybe like the hardest courses that neutralize skill will be the places to bet willie even at a beaten down line birdie parties might not be that place but like i'm not gonna bet willie oh, but i don't think i can and hovland has my attention so that's how i look at the top of the names you just mentioned yeah i thought it was kind of funny with uh vic coming in a little bit behind at least in this gap you're right at other places you can find a more reasonable like 16 on speed 16 on morikawa or even an 18 on morikawa obviously morikawa is where my attention always goes and i do think that these types of tournaments these types of courses in particular he doesn't play a ton of but i do feel like they're perfect for him and what he does Everywhere is, in my opinion, perfect for him. I we, we spoke about it Friday. I'd never seen Morikawa golf sad almost in my life, Pat. He he gave like golf sad vibes on Friday in that group. Was it with Rom and uh, Scheffler? Scheffler. You're just getting golf sad vibes, like frustration. Now, I don't know if that was like Rom rubbing off, like Rom's dude rubbing off on him. A little bit, but that was really strange to see. Um, 
how was he tee to green? Was it just putts or he just sort of, it didn't seem like he could hit a putt coming. Like when we went on the air Friday, I felt like he, I watched him miss 12 putts that he could have made. Yeah. He was minus 2.5 strokes putting. He was gained off the tee, gained on approach, gained around the green. Couldn't make any putts miss. Well, I mean, he made the cut, but really it, it's, it's very atypical that you come in 55th place in a major and you gain in all three T to green numbers and lose putting and you still come in 55th. Like, now it was a weird week for him. He didn't do anything excellent was kind of the thing. Hmm. Like what did Spieth do here? Spieth, like Spieth, Spieth, Spieth was great and couldn't putt. <laughs> Which is, again, that's like, how much longer is it going to, I mean, I totally get it. You back Spieth. Like if I'm backing Spieth, you're like, no, keeping my tee to green, like this putt thing is going to flip for me. Like in trying to make outright bets, you've got to convince yourself of things. Um, that is an easy place for someone who bets golf to, to get to. But at what point would be like, okay, this is like a real thing now. Um, like who else did this? Well, I mean, Ricky's such a bottoming out in some ways. It's crazy what's happened to his putting old, old yeller uh, from, from 10 feet. Um, but I can't think of like a player. Well, we're not there yet. I, I, I don't want to go to these hypotheticals. He's still got way too many events to putt well before I'm going to go anywhere with that with him. It's Texas. Spieth will certainly contend. I have no, I have no doubts. Pardon my ignorance. What, what like part of Texas is this? Cause Texas is essentially a country. Yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's in Fort Worth, just outside of Dallas. So can Spieth still like host his like six person slumber party that he had at the Byron? Sure. Why not? Um, yeah, I, I, Justin or Victor, those are where my mind goes. I really hope I have the willpower to not bet Zalatoris unless someone really talks me into it. Would but, it be would it be hard to talk you into betting Zalatoris? No. No, but I am a silly believer in like like No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. But I think right now at the 20s, matching 20s, I might lean Victor. At a course that like can allow him to not have those problems. Uh, I would tend to agree. Like one of the things looking back through time on this course and just looking at the strokes gain plays out, obviously you don't want to be like the worst chipper in the world and chip yourself out of a tournament. However, chipping means a lot less, even with the small greens at Colonial. Like you need to be in good position off the tee and you need to be striping your irons. It's one of those things where if you're if you're gaining too many strokes around the greens, that means you're missing too many greens which you just can't do here yeah and i love willie and i hope that i'm right that like he's not gonna burn me in a complete goddamn putting contest i mean it's I not hope- like the winning scores of this event is like 29 under or anything like it's like 14 15 yeah shit i it's you know what it's not even about that it might be more about like just the exhaustion of the week. What do you think? Like, just as a hypothetical, Justin Thomas withdraws. I'm not expecting him to. I think he's going to be like mom, dad, fiance, dog. Like, let's roll. Like, like why stop the mo? Why stop it? Like, let's just go. We're in, it's in Dallas. Like, let's go. There'll be plenty of time to rest before the U S open. But if he did withdraw, like, what do you think a Victor drops to? If he's at 20, 18. Yeah, it's probably a couple points. Um, Yeah. I, so I guess I got him more, more so than thinking Will can get to 15 under. I know he can, and that's a winning score here. It's me having to play armchair psychologist on what Will is about for this, the more, the week after. Last, I I don't I understand why home is at 25 to one. It's not a number for me, but because I do think that there are players I want to say significantly better, but either the same or slightly better 10 to 20 points behind him. But he did just win. He's popular. Like odds aren't based on overall skill. You're right. There are a myriad potpourri of factors that make your number 
um, profile is is as big to do with it as as any profile and popularity. So not wrong. It's just crazy. Like looking at the DraftKings odds that he's 25. Sam Burns is 35. Yeah, Sam Burns missed the cut at the Nelson. But he I mean, outside of like 15 guys, Sam Burns played like he had a pretty strong week at a very tough course. And Sam Burns is just a winner. Um, so, yeah, that one has that one. I have my eyes on, I'll be honest right now, 35 to one. All right. Well, let's go to the 30 to 60 range. I think it'd be Spieth and then Morikawa for me if I was going to go up there. But those odds are pretty short at the moment. I'll have to wait for better numbers or just wait and see. Burns, Horschel, Berger, Na, Gooch, Kokrak, Sungjae, who's returning from COVID, are all 35 to one. That Those numbers are changing at some point. Harold Varner, answer. Webb, Finau are all 40. Davis Riley, Mito, Woodland, Merritt, Tringali are all 50. Then you have Munoz, Bez, Kirk are all 60. I really like that answer number at 40. I think it's a good number. Yeah, I totally agree. 40, I'm, I'm swimming around. Uh, Finau's at 40. Come on. Why, come on? Well, you were, you're just going back to Finau here? At 40 to 1 in this field, he was, he was walking in the finals with Nah a year ago, wasn't he? That was three years ago when he was good. Well, he's not horrible. He's not um, good. <laughs> no, but at 40 to 1. I agree. I like answer. I like Finau. Fleetwood kind of likes Alator. Like Fleetwood is a guy that kind of like it harder um, layouts, but a 40 to 1 on him at the moment is attractive to me. And then as we go farther, I think the uh, there's... I mean, DraftKings does not want you to bet Kevin Na, but there's other books that wouldn't mind if you bet Kevin Na. Pat, I I, I, li- I like Na this week. Basically, he's been doing everything well outside of driving, and where he doesn't feel the need to try to amp it up a little bit because this isn't a long course. Just hit some fairways. His iron play has been out of control. He's averaging almost five strokes gained over the past three starts, and he hasn't gotten nuclear on the greens in a while. He's been good, but we haven't seen like the seven, eight, nine, ten strokes gained putting that we get from him from time to time. So I like answer and nah. They're by far my two favorites. Yeah, and it's weird because we like I'm seeing a nah 60 at a book that like can sometimes give enhanced, but when you look at the market, I think 60 might be its peak by the time they post enhanced, right? I would think so. Like I, I am, I see the site that you're talking about right now. I'm going to go bet that's sixty. So nah, sixty with an each way, easy game. Oh my god, I'd like to bet it also, but my phone, like I have to. In this new world where I live, Pat, like there's like hardcore geolocating, so I have to turn on this like special app I've been forced to download that confirms I'm located where I'm located. So. I can't access that site from my desktop anymore, but I can from my phone. I don't know why. Anyhow, um, we agree on that. Uh, so Kevin, uh, yeah, I like that number. There's that 60. I think Davis Riley at 50 makes makes total sense. I'm kind of surprised. I thought he would almost have. I guess I'm not surprised. I thought like he could have done what Cam Young did. At least the stat showed with how hard it was playing that if there was anybody who could have maybe was statistically most likely um, Saturday morning to maybe make a move. I, I thought Riley. Um, yeah. Where else? Let me go a little farther. We're, we're, no. we're in the 30 to 60 here. Okay. Yeah. No. So that's about it. Not the back. And I'm really attracted to some players at 40 to one that I just stand for like Finau and Fleetwood, but I totally agree with the answer. I could get there. I mentioned Burns. Okay, nice little. I could see a nice little mid card, mid card, mid pack card forming here in the range that I love to bet. Um, Burger. Do we just need to see more health, or is this not a really fair quality number in in this sort of event? He was the one I wanted to bring up, and I think this is just reflective of how bad of a week he had at the PGA Championship, but he's won at this course before. Do you think there's anything to guys that, because I'm going to bet Hoagie, as a spoiler, as we go down the list, I think there's something to winning at Pebble Beach and winning here. I think they're they're not, like, they're old-timey 
type courses, like classical type courses. They're not very long. They have these little tiny greens. This one is far less impacted by the wind than Pebble Beach can be, but we haven't seen Pebble Beach really be that impacted by the wind in a really long time in terms of it really decimating the field and playing super tough. I, I think that's a pretty decent crossover if you wanted to look at it. I could be there. So you're telling me when we nip a little farther back, I'm allowed to mention Mav McNeely, whose game is kind of going in not the greatest way, but I've kind of been stuck betting him as some of his form has disappeared. Didn't have him last week, but I certainly had him at the Nelson. No, he's fine at the Nelson. So we talking Mav McNeely as we go to the next tier or what? 100%. Yeah, beautiful. Like that we're on the same page. Shoot, there was one more thing I wanted to mention. Sungjae. I'm not 100% sure if he had COVID, Pat, or some insane South Korean COVID protocols just made it impossible he couldn't get here. I'm not sure what it was. Um, so if he can play, I wouldn't worry that he was, like there's a chance he wasn't actually sick. It was just a really unfortunate situation that forced him to withdraw. When I put out the odds on Twitter on Monday morning, people were like smitten with Bubba, which I found really strange. Didn't even, I guess, I don't, I don't know. I'm not there. Where no, is he? I, I'm not there either. He's at 60 to one. Bryson is 60 to one. You bet him last week. You had it refunded. Why not try again? I mean, we, what if he was healthy, Bryson? What would he be in this field? 12, 20? Yeah, I mean, I guess because Thomas and, and what's it called are the hottest in the world and speed is incredible. So, yeah, he'd probably be there with like Morikawa right now if he was just adequate, Bryson, like not winning, but just like showing that he's healthy being Bryson. Yes. 15, 16, yeah. Oh, he, he's actually 100 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook. That's crazy. I saw that. That Oh, I'm seeing it right now, I should say. That is. um. Potentially interesting. Did I miss Hoagie on here? Oh, there he is. No. The field does seem a little too strong for... Uh, well, he is Bryson. To just sort of... Uh, what? I can't... It's still not telling... When you're located somewhere and your phone's telling you you're not located there, what is more tilting than that? I can think of lots of things that are more tilting than that. On a Monday, trying to make a golf bet? Um, what if you witness someone on Marathon Day walk in to a store with their medal on as someone did yesterday? No! So he's just walking around the store and the clerk's like, why is Warren from something about Mary here? A hundred percent. What What do we do with like me? What do you do with Mito? You probably, if Mito just finishes like 11th place, 8th no, place, where no, Stewart Sink I, I, is... Let's, let's flip it the other way. Let's say Mito Mito comes, Let's say he comes in third, but it's, he, he's not holding the lead on the 72nd hole. He's, I don't comes know... Comes in he's third, and he shot a 67 like JT and Rory. Or even just basically what Cam Young did. Like, he just has sort of like a, a 72 or something like that, comes in third place. Like, hey, he had a good week. Because he did have a good week. But it doesn't seem that way. You are probably right. It's not all like not all finishing positions feel the same. And we joke about that a lot on 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 the show over the years. Had he just had Cam Young's week, I would probably be like 50 at a place where he could just unleash and hope things bounce his way. You're right. I think a lot of like the ecosystem we're in would be banging the table for it. We'd almost have gone to bed last night in that like community. What are odds going to be ecosystem being like, I can't wait to see what number are they going to give us on Mito 50? I'm in like, give us the 50. So you're right. You could sort of frame it any um, ways. He, I, yeah. When you bring that up, it's kind of got me thinking about it. 
um, the other part is when I try to be an idiot and play armchair psychologist. Although we have seen guys turn T2s into great follow-ups. So I don't know. I, I'm certainly not running to bet it. Like I'm more interested in Maverick McNeely, which is probably stupid as you kind of broke that down kind of. I don't know either way because it could be like a festering thing where you blow a major championship. You don't really feel like getting out of bed for a while. And all of a sudden you're obligated to play in the tournament next week. And even even joke that if he had once like, I don't know if he's going to go to go to the colonial or not anyway. But I think Neiman was joking. Like, I don't know if he's going to go to the colonial. If like Neiman's like, I didn't even want to ask him. Like, I didn't want to say if you win, are you going? If you like play horribly, are you go it? Like, like Neiman's like, I didn't want to bring that up so um yeah i don't i don't know that was that was a tough way to go go down he's so young it's a lot of my like i'm i'm now kind of swayed that like it's 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 gotta be it's gonna survive these like first two cuts as i make this card i'm not crossing them off okay so the other two were webb and woodland both played pretty well at the PGA Championship. Woodland's played this course great over the years, by the way. Uh, Woodland, I could be into. I should have mentioned him when we were sort of going through that 30 to 60 range. 50 seems incredibly fair. It, it does and it doesn't. Like well, it, I, I was hoping it would be deeper, but with the names at the top of the board, it's just pushed everyone down. Okay. 60 plus. Who you got besides Mav McNeely? Okay. I'm not betting him. Okay, good. But I want to say that I'm going to give credit to Justin Rose. Uh, even in what he was, they showed him a lot yesterday. And I guess that comes with the profile, but he deserved it. And even tracking him a bit and had him in, in, in some lineup stuff, like he played really well. He was kind of around pins. And I'm starting to think something could happen for this guy not there yet though uh chris kirk chris kirk uh seems like he might be really popular this week i though like you have have initially pivoted or have made my bet now because i've been properly geolocated on kevin now so that is the move um that i've made maverick Nick mcneely we have spoken about and it doesn't seem like there are a ton of bodies between 60 and 100, Pat. <laughs> no, no. You, you can go above 100 if you like. It's, Ryan it's, Palmer it's... in Texas, like, I didn't bet him last time because I never bet him to win, but he cashed me a slew of of props, and I'll probably do things, potentially take that 80 to 1 and catch placings off of it, I think. Who? Ryan Palmer? Oh, Palmer. Yeah. This is his home course, by the way. He's like the Ryan Palmer T30, T40 bet might be a sure thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather have Hoagie at that same price at 70. I trust Hoagie. I trust Hoagie more. Should. He's been much better. Uh, Patrick Reed, 100 no. on DraftKings. Pass. Are you back with Reed? No, I've been a long time since I've uh, done anything, but. He's there are a lot of he's not playing horribly like he's finally making cuts consistently by consistently. I mean, like more than not, which was not happening for a little like I think we're out of rock bottom. Is that fair? It's the driver. The driver still sucks. Like he had a really good week outside of driving the ball at the PGA Championship. But ever since he switched drivers, he's been abysmal off the tee that it just seems like that's going to bite him every time. Harmon, I gave a look to. It's a very Brian Harmony course, right? I agree. Varner uh, can't hit putts. Sad. Um, yeah, I'm not betting Harmon. I don't know. Pan? Pan's a weird one because I'm seeing places not having him listed despite him being listed at other places. Interesting. He's he's on a decent run. Well, he's not on a great run by any means, but solid, solid ball striking from old CT Pan over the last little bit. Okay, just putting this out there. DraftKings does not want you betting on Troy Merritt. Yeah, he's at fifty to one. I've seen like real, well, 
How dare you? Oh, I'm not betting on the soul patch at 50 or 100, so don't worry about it. Yeah, he's at, he's at 100 in other places. He's double the odds. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Fowler's playing. That's nice. Now I'm just kind of naming names. Like, we're, we're, we've crossed 100. Is that okay? I, I, mean, I mean, are you going to bet? Are, just, are you going to bet Ricky Fowler? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I didn't last week at 300. I don't know that I would this week at 100. Um, you can't not talk about Stu Sink off the quality major performance. He's got this insane, like post major track record that even had the win last year that Tyndale tipped. I was on him last week. Incredible call for that. Like fringe DK, like Listen, all my, call. him and Fox. Great it, calls. It, it's funny. All my fringe DK guys like made the cut. But it was only Sync that ended up holding on, which sucked. Because Fox was, I think Fox was T14 going into Sunday, and he finished T55. Boy. Not great, Ryan Fox. No. And List ended up making the cup, but he ended up blowing up. Um, who else was on there? I forget now. It's been so long. It's been a day. Can't remember anymore. I, I saw Sepp Straka might have missed the most putts this week. That's who, that's who the other guy was with Cam and Spieth. As DK's got a 150, it's a good number. So really, it's the best in market. So um, if you're into him, in the week at the Nelson, I want to say he missed the cut, but actually, no, the week before the Nelson, where Wells Fargo, he missed the cut, but his ball striking was there too. So he's really in a that in a that was untrue. Uh, so what happened? What am he was third at the Heritage. Yes. He did miss the cut at Wells Fargo. He was not striping it. What did he do at Wells Fargo? He missed the cut. He gained off the tee, lost on approach. Okay. Because I remember thinking about wanting to bet him at the Nelson based on some stats from Wells and not being deterred by the by the miscut, but I didn't. Wouldn't have mattered. Uh, 150 seems okay, though. Yeah, it, it really does. For someone who's been in contention at a lot of places so far this year, the numbers like David Lipsky, good God, Munoz, Lashley, Neesmith, Hoagie, those are the kind of also rands that the model likes this week. Lashley. Do we get put in, do you put anything into James Hahn back to back top tens? No. I would do the Hahn, but I would I would legitimately not be able to talk afterwards. No. Um, give myself one of that voice spray again. Oh, that stuff's gross. Whew. So no, Sahith two hundred. Keith Keith Mitchell's two hundred to one. No, Sahith. Oh, Sahith. Yeah, I'm good with where we're at. Yeah, no, I like too many guys in thirty to sixty, and I could potentially bet Vic at at twenty. So I don't um. I don't need to bet these these bombs, but if I if I did, like I'm curious if the Smotherman bandwagon's going to return this week at 200. It should. Smotherman's good. Yeah, uh, Aaron Rye continues to sort of plot along very clean at 200. Where did he end up? Longer term, he ended up doing really well in the modeling. He does less well when you shrink it down to the short term. Vic is number like, one by the numbers, by the way. And maybe this is a really unfair statement, but I wouldn't be shocked if, like, the next guy to pull a Mito, which is, you know, maybe not win, but kind of do that, would be like Sahith again um, and get maybe tracked down by a great player like what happened at the, or, you know, he's had his bad finish at the, at, at Phoenix. But he's a guy that does, plays a lot better in, like, easier scoring conditions. And I think he could set up well for for what Colonial wants. All right. I think that makes sense. Let's move to the one and dones and the quick picks. Nah at 60 with the each way for me. I'll also go, I'm going to go with Burger and Answer. I'm just throwing them on. I'll try to find whatever the best number is. It's probably like 40 and 40 for both those guys, which seem like numbers too big, uh, especially with the class of player that they're around. Uh, Hoagie is going to be on there. 
I see a 70. I'll probably play that with the each way. So those will be the four. And then I'll take a look at whether I want to do someone at the top. Probably not. But Kirk, Riley, McNeely, Woodland, Webb Simpson. I think those guys are all on the short list for me this week. What are you thinking? Yeah, I don't if I go to JT, that would really change anything. That's not really my style, though, to call a back-to-back win. I don't think 12 to 1 is a bad number, though. I really, I really do not. The form and the results are are just truly remarkable week after week. Um, uh, Vic would be the guy if I moved farther back from there, but I really do expect things to get going for me in that range. You mentioned Burns answer burger. Oh, very tempting. Fino at 40 tempts me. The only bet I've made is not 60. And I mentioned, uh, Mav McNeely at 70 is something that I probably look at beside your hoagie bet, which I'll circle around. I don't think I'm going to bet me though. I, I just don't think I'm going to, despite that he's surviving an early cut or two as I try to build a card. Tim has not given us his one and done. I, I think he got bullied off of Twitter. Stewie blocked, cussed. Still real, Tim, damn it. As it should be. The, the Ender curse is real. If you don't want those vibes in your feed, like I can't I can't besmirch anybody for, for wanting not wanting Tim's vibes in their feed. Yeah, but they still exist. He's still putting it out there. That is that is true. Um, I don't know. Stewie's kind of got carte blanche, Pat. Like his lifetime fantasy national. He's uh like he's got carte blanche. He's got too much equity for me to to say anything bad about. I think. oh me the same way. <laughs> I, I I'm sure it hurt. Like very so few things hurt Tim's feelings. I could see that hurting Tim's feelings. <laughs> well played, well played, uh, Scotty Stewie Stewie Scotty. So one and done. Tim hasn't given me his pick yet. Uh, I'll take Spieth as my one and done. Okay, that's a good call. You you have Hovland if you want to use him. I can't believe I haven't used him. No, no. we're gonna we're gonna catch a bigger fish, Kevin. Nah, for the purposes of our our game, Kevin. Nah, there's not a chance on earth I've used him. I love Kevin. Nah, to be honest, the year he won, I bet him because of a video. That was out a video of him playing the course the year before and like how much he seemed to enjoy it. This thing with his caddy that I'll try to find. I'm like, I'm betting him to win colonial. Like this is enough for me. Um, I believe, I believe he's been first round leader here three times over the past 10 years. That doesn't, well, that doesn't shock me. You know, I played first round leader first time. Like I never do it. Might've been, there might have been one Russell Henley FOMO thing I, I had earlier in the year that I played. Obviously, it was a loser. I played two first-round leader bets last week. Uh, early wave, guys, I bet to win and that I like. Hovland, obviously, no. Willie Z, yes. So I had of a second-place Willie first-round leader and a second-place Willie tournament bet from, from last week. And I still love him. I love him. I love him. Happy he didn't blow away in the wind. Hey. It seems inevitable that he's going to win one of these. Yeah, it seems no doubt. It's almost like it's even better than what Scheffler did, like in the last 14, 16 months before this season, if that makes any sense. It's funny because I I put out the tweet last week, like Brooks's major lead up to him breaking through Scheffler's his lead up to him breaking through and how Zalatoris's looks exactly the same. And it feels like like you'd say that about Xander too. Maybe he wasn't young. Uh, I'm just saying like you, you, you you can wait and think they're coming and sometimes they don't come (laughs) like Ricky here. (laughs) Sure. Uh, No, I expect it. It's like not if it's it's he's so young and it's already at the point that it's not even a matter of um, if it's when it's when it's when it's not if it's not if. Okay, I I was just going to make the point that it feels like once he breaks through anywhere, wherever it may be, that it will be like a Scheffler situation. You want to talk about like floodgates getting open? It feels like it'll be that way for him. Like three in a row or something crazy like that. I doesn't shock me at all. We see so many of these guys when they win, 
they they just go fuego. All right, Jeff Feinberg, what else you got going on this week? Uh, lots of fun stuff. Be recording for Odds Checker with uh, Rick Gaiman. That'll be out Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday? Going live with- Tuesday. Tuesday? I'll be going live with the boys from Betsperts at uh, 11 a.m. on Tuesday. I always enjoy that. That should be a nice little Team JT moment, as I'm sure that that's happening all around the golf uh, Twitter sphere. And uh, yeah, back. I don't. Yeah, that's all that's on my mind. I'm, you're going to play Cabot at the end of the week. I'm having another surgery. So we're going in two different directions. For anyone mad at Tim over Mito, I beat him by 16 strokes on Saturday. <laughs> That's that's big, right? You guys usually play like pretty good matches. He is having a rough start to the year. Like he's playing a lot worse than his baseline, and I'm playing a bit better. You're also playing like way more, like just in knowing you and like your current situation. Like you've you're getting a groove that you were never able to get like the last eight years. Yeah, but I'm like I'm playing as much as him now. Yeah, that, but I mean, like, which is way played... more for me. Yes. Um, good. Keep kicking his ass. I guess we enjoy it. Yeah, we're we're up to. We've had three matches so far in our season long bet. I'm up three nothing. So, <laughs> although I, that was the same, I think I was up four nothing on him last year. Then he beat me five times in a row. So you can't take this stuff for granted. Nope, not at all. Uh, but yes, I will be. I'm actually heading up to Cavett tonight. Oh. To play Tuesday and Wednesday, but I will have the DraftKings pick show come out on Tuesday morning with Tower Tambellini, who, if you didn't watch oh, the Cut man. Sweat show or paid attention to Twitter, won 100K on Friday Showdown. So we'll be talking about that. And then on Wednesday, me, Tambo, and Raza have a DraftKings strategy show that we filmed last week for release this week. So a bunch of good golf stuff coming out, which is helpful because I barely have a voice left to speak of. Play in the listeners league, smash a like on the way out, rate and review the show. And I want to thank you guys so, so much for coming through. Oh, I have to give out winners. Shit, I totally forgot about that. Uh, to give out winners for the draws of last week. I'll do that on the Tuesday show. Tune into the Tuesday show. I mean, you'll know if you want anyway, because I'll DM you on Twitter. But either way, thanks for watching. I'll see you next time.